and welcome to another episode of The Science Patrol. Join us as we discuss the adventures of A.G. Subarai's Warriors of Light and their unending fight against the forces of darkness and relentless monster armies. And now, the hosts of The Science Patrol, Rich Conroy and Pat Rooney. Hello and welcome once again to another episode of The Science Patrol, your Ultraman podcast. I'm Rich Conroy, and with me as always, lovely and talented Mr. Patrick Rooney. Hey everybody, how are you? You know, we didn't comment on the weather in the last episode, but it's still the same since it's the same day, same day like yeah. 20 minutes later. It is a gorgeous, mid-60s, low-70s, sunny, gonna get the boy out and do stuff before we have to go do other stuff. Uh-huh, uh-huh, absolutely. Absolutely. We're going to cover real quick an episode of the Ultraman Netflix series, which is uh, City City of Aliens, episode 5, uh, air date 4-1-2019. I'm still doing it. You're going to do it you the whole time. You can't stop me. <laughs> I, can't, I can't let a joke that I've uncovered go uncovered. You might as well. <laughs> the summary after uncovering evidence of alien involvement in a string of bizarre homicides, Science Patrol Agent Moriboshi contacts an informant. Inside an alien enclave. I couldn't remember how to (laughs) pronounce the word for a second. I was like, I've seen this word. What does it say? You're you're walking downstairs and your brain's like, this is pretty amazing how we walk downstairs, isn't it? You're like, I don't remember how to do it now. Thank God I'm three from the bottom. And I go, we're going to lie. You know, like. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, God. You're like, come on, brain, you're trying to get us killed. You know killed? how to do this. Yeah. Your brain, you know, they say the the brain is the most important organ in your body, but think about what organs tell you that. Yeah. Right? Uh, yeah. Brain, of course, of course. He's like, of course, that's how that works. <laughs> um, so we've got, like I said, uh, the Science Patrol, uh, the, we open up with some, uh, let's call them Tokyo Police, because I don't know really where this whole... They mentioned, they showed the name of the city... On the bus, and I meant oh, to write it I down. Oh, I missed it. I meant to write it down, and of course I'm an idiot and didn't. Oh, well, that happens. But That's the thing I did okay. like is they had a star, uh, stay, stay bucks, stay backs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Not a Starbucks, a stay backs coffee. That's important. <laughs> That's important. But they opened the episode with this four-eyed alien right. writing a note to Raina. Right, he is obsessed with her. Obsessed with her. He's got all of her posters. He's writing a fan letter in Japanese. Luckily, they translate it for morons like me who don't right. read Japanese. But then they go right away to a different apartment kind of complex. Mm-hmm. And there's the police were at a scene mm-hmm. where someone was basically liquefied onto a wall. <laughs> you can see the eyes in my mouth. <laughs> Outline, like yeah, that's I don't even know how that works, <laughs> but it was great. It was fun. I, like that. I was like, "Wait, what? How'd that happen?" Okay, I'm like, yeah, whatever. Fine. You want to make sure we know it's a person? Okay, yeah, sure. Why yeah, not? you want to make it real blatant? <laughs> I'm cool with that. That's fine. We're good. So they get they get bent out of shape that the science patrol is investigating, right? And they're like, "Oh, this the, the science patrols here." Stupid. Yeah. Look at these jerks. So, uh, the science pro then, of course, takes over. Um, and um, we get, we eventually gets to the point where Dan Moriboshi is uh, telling um, Shinjiro he's got to come with him. Yeah, and not only that he's got to come with him, he's got to destroy every enemy, no matter what. 
and that you have to take orders because I'm telling you to. Because Damn, Marvo, she's still a dick. Yes, he is. <laughs> and you're like, dude, do you not realize this kid's stronger than you? Like, if he's gonna pop you, you're gonna yeah. lose a face. Yeah. But whatever. Then, then Moriboshi's got a Moriboshi. That's, yeah, exactly. that's what it comes down to. Exactly. That's what it is. You know? But um, then they're walking through this little back alley which has all sorts of little shops set up. Right. And Moriboshi tells him, this is Alien Town. Yeah. And Shinjo's walking around going, how do you know this is an Alien Town? This and then that kinda... guy bumps into him, turns around and decloaks. Yes. And he's an alien Briss. Is that what he was? Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Which is not what you think. No. <laughs> That's right. But he then is. they walk into a secret alien casino where right. the aliens are fighting. And yeah, one guy a, looks like a human and the other is basically a more rocky thing. It's Black King. Is that who that is? Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool enough. Yep, yep. Okay. I didn't realize that. Yeah, I was kind of shocked about that. I was like, kind of, he's got the right horn configuration. Okay. Um, and I was like, all right, that's that's fine. And uh, He is apparently uh, exclusive to the anime adaption, okay. adaptation, rather. Well, if they're going to build a suit, they're not going to build too much extra into it because they want to keep using them and modify yeah, yeah, yeah. them going forward. Yeah, yeah. Whereas if you're just drawing, you can do whatever the heck you That's want. That's right. You're not wrong. I know. Um, <laughs> but then Shinjo is trying to ask, well, is that Rocky thing, the Black King, our informant? And Moriboshi says, nope, nope. No, the and other guy. realize the other guy is not quite human. But he is the informant, and he right. he's, was born on Earth, but isn't human. You're like, all right, whatever. Science. Exactly. Hey. Exactly. But they sit, talk to the informant, and he says, oh, you're the new Ultraman, huh? I knew your father when he was Ultraman. Yeah. You're like, how? Why? What? All right. Whatever. Hey. Well, the clue is on his, what's up, dude? Landlord. All right. <laughs> the other way. Yeah, came in through the came in through the uh, the uh, the alternate door. <laughs> well, you saw that the the bracelet he has. Yes. Right? Yes. That uh, that's going to come into uh, play later. Uh, like uh, I know who that is, but I do not. That's right. Fair enough. That's right. Um. Uh, hang on. One but second. then the, the other alien from the fight, the Black King, yeah. walks up. Says, oh, you're the new Ultraman? Uncloaked. Uncloaked. Yeah. Which he's not supposed he's to He's like, you smell like an Ultraman. Exactly. Picks him up by the neck. And that's when Moriboshi walks up and says, put him down. He's like, you're supposed, you're not supposed to be doing this. You know, like, yeah. and if you think about it, like, the simple fact that Moriboshi walks through that place and nobody messes with him is at least a testament to the fact that he is... Like good at his job, I guess, yes. or at least yes. Uh, Everybody kind of enough knows of a knob is. that everyone res like Respects keeps their distance. Or afraid of I don't think it's a lot of respect. I think it's a lot of keeps their distance. Okay, because they don't want to get hassled. Yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah, I could see that. That's what I think. Because he's basically the mean cop of the show. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's yeah. Oh, you want to mess with me? Hold on, I'll bother you doing this other thing. I can't. Yeah. I may not beat you up, but I can make your life miserable. You have never seen Life on Mars, so I was gonna say he is the Gene Hunt 
of the show, but less cuddly. That but, doesn't uh, help me. Yeah, no, I got to get get you to see that. That's no good problem. stuff. Um, but yeah, so Black King. Um, what's funny though is he was like, "Oh, so that guy's your that monster's your uh, is your informant," and then this the human guy just uppercuts Black King. He's like, yeah, oh, that guy's that guy's my informant." He's like, "Oh," and at least. I know I didn't realize that the MMA was this big in Japan as well because if they're betting on it, that's what it was. Was MMA because oh, it was yeah. an octagon ring? Oh yeah, I just noticed that. Oh yeah, like I'm sure. It, well, have you ever seen Japanese wrestling? Yeah, steel cages, oh, barbed wire matches. Yeah, crazy glass. Stuff. Oh, crazy! Just stuff. all it's sorts insane. of insanity. So they, you might as well get MMA in there too. Why there is not? a there is a blood. Well, you know the eight sided ring comes from originally. China. Oh, is that where it comes from? Yeah, I believe so. I did not know that. It's you know it's the octagon, right. which is the same shape as the I Ching, or no, know. the Bagua. I don't know. Yeah, but I, I understand. I know the thing you're talking about. Yeah. I just didn't know that. That's where I'm it came from. Pretty out. sure that's originally Chinese. Vamp for a second. I'm oh, make, good lord! I'm gonna make not make sure I'm not <laughs> being an ass at myself But then, here. as after Moroboshi stops the guy from actually, you know, Black King from actually killing Shinjo. That's helpful. He says, you know, I don't like you. I yeah. you should have acted against that alien, done something, yeah. because you're stronger than he is, even right. if you don't realize right. it. And you're sitting on, but why does he have to fight every alien? Why not just every once in a while try to figure out what they're doing? But that's not how Marboshi works. Marboshi doesn't like anyone. I understand that. But then the cops walk back to the crime scene mm-hmm. of the, the bloody guy on the wall. Right, 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 right. The well, team. we assume it's a guy. No, well, I would assume it's a guy. Yeah. Gotta assume it's a guy. It's after a lady pop star. Sure, okay. Yeah. Then you see the team, the alien team with the four eyes. Right, right. Also at the crime scene. Right. They're spying on these spying dudes. Spying on the dudes, you know. The dudes, the right. cops. Whatever. The law, Johnny Law! <laughs> and the cops chase him. And that's right. when you start to think, hey, wait a minute. This older cop is too good. Did he Joe? land in a dumpster? No. No. Or on a car or something. On a car. They both landed on a car. Well, you got to figure they were only on a second floor. Yeah, it's still... I jumped out of a second floor window. It still hurts. I'll talk about that later. But I (laughs) jumped out of a second floor window, hanging, and landed on grass, and I was still like, ow. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Kind of all ran away from things we shouldn't have been doing. (laughs) There may have been a girl's dormitory involved. That's all I'm saying. But... In a lockdown of some sort, perhaps. I'm just saying. Yeah, it could have happened. And if you don't know how to roll correctly, it can hurt. Yeah. Well, fortunately, what I landed on was a slope, so I hit you. <laughs> yeah. So, it might let's see, it went according to plan, but the plan wasn't great to start with. <laughs> Understood. Yeah. Understood. So, um... And then um, the, the team runs away, the cop's chasing, the older cop... You start to think might be an alien because your cop says, "How is he running? Yeah, that yeah, yeah, I, I thought of that. Be in better shape." And then the teen gets hit by a car. Right. The car drives away. Right. And the teen runs away, and they realize, "Oh, he's an alien." End of episode. Yeah. Well, the two the two sets of eyes kind of took me off a little bit. Yeah. I'm just saying. And I'm just saying. You know. Then Ben Mular is also in the background watching this whole thing take place. Right. And you're like. Why is he? All right, end of episode. He's the guy pulling the strings, the man in Havana. 
And you kind of, I mean, this was a nice backstory episode. Yeah. So for me, I'm going to give this one a pass. It's okay. I liked it. It was intriguing, and it gives you a um, insight into alien culture on Earth. It's like, look, like most immigrants, they all live in one section of yeah, they want the to, city. Yeah, because so they you want go to, to be with Sa each yeah, other. You go to Sajin Town, yeah. and like you know, you go to which Chinatown, is probably by Chinatown or, yeah. or Japantown. Exactly. I would guess. Maybe it's a subset. <laughs> I mean, you know, why would you why would you want all your Japanese aliens hanging out in the middle of Little Italy? I'm just saying. Just saying. Just you know, saying. You know. Yeah, the difference between Little Italy and Chinatown is a block. Yeah, oh, I know. <laughs> I know. I remember. I haven't been in so long. Uh, um, we try to go every year for the, the Feast of San Gennaro. Yeah, I don't want to do that. Ah, we do anyway. Only, only because I can't deal with the crowds anymore. I understand the crowds, but we still go. Yeah. Because it's San Gennaro, yep. because you can't do it anymore. I understand, though. No, I'm just like, no. This yeah. is the guy that hates crowds. Yeah. I abhor crowds, but yeah. we still go for San Gennaro because yeah. it's San Gennaro. So. But go ahead. The Octagon, sir. Yes. Guys, this is a little, I'm going to give you some education. See how I vamped? Yeah. <laughs> uh, why is the UFC cage an octagon? Go ahead. Its origin story is more fascinating than you think. Do tell. And involves sharks. I'm sorry. Shark Bell. This is from BroBible.com. Go ahead. Normally, I would not be going to a site called BroBible.com for any particular reason. But nonetheless. So, MMA is one of the countless combat sports in existence, but has quickly risen up in the ranks the past few decades, thanks in no small part to the efforts of the UFC. Uh, it burst onto the scene in the 80s, a decade that was uh, responsible for some really brutal fights. Yes, I would imagine. Um, this, of course, uh, UFC legitimized MMA as we know it. Right. Um, and it introduced the concept of fighting in the octagon. Uh, it was unique. Um, it was created with both safety and fairness involved. Okay. Uh, in mind, rather. Its walls and padded surfaces protect the fighters from falling out or being thrown out. Okay, fair enough. And the wide angles prevent fighters from getting stuck in the corner. In the corner, which I understand. Right. Um, so it's, it's, get, Safe gives one, it doesn't give either fighter the advantage. Right. Which I understand. That's fair. Right. Now, uh, the history of that ring, uh, guys have been beating the Arrow Tar out of each other since the Forever. days of ancient Greece. We get it. Uh, they had their own version of MMA doubled, uh, or called, uh, Pancration. Never heard of it. Never heard That's of it fine. either. Um. Much like the participants of the back alley fight in Anchorman, the combatants had two rules. No biting, no eye gouging. Fair That's enough. That's it. That's it. Everything that, else is fair game. Guys, in case you at home haven't been counting, that leaves the junk wide open. I was going to say, you mean they can hit him in the jobby monsters? Yeah, <laughs> yes. That, that leaves the delicate areas... Wide open, Very which is not vulnerable. <laughs> no one likes their delicate areas vulnerable. That's why we're wearing pants. Exactly. <laughs> All right, Jim McHugh doesn't doesn't care. To you, apparently, he's, he wears he's a wide open. Old, it's our uh, friend who wears a kilt a lot. I don't even know if he listens, but he might. He might. Hi, he's Jim. A thin chance. <laughs> <clears throat> now, uh, these guys weren't confined to any physical boundaries aside from lines in the dirt. Okay. And then they introduced the boxing in the mid 1800s. Right, that's the square. The so squared circle. Exactly. Yes. Um, now, it's uh, the legendary 
Gracie family is responsible for turning MMA into what it is. The octagon is no uh, exception. In the early 90s, they decided the only way to make the evolving sport to the next level is expose it to the masses. Right, of course. Uh, the Brazilian, oh, Brazilian guy, okay, was burdened with the task of coming up with some gimmicks that would set it apart. Of course. In order to come up with a solution, they teamed up with a with John Milius, the screenwriter. Oh, okay. Uh, event organizers suggested using everything from an electric fence. Oh, God, no. To a moat filled with sharks. <laughs> yeah, that's a slight problem. Shark bell. <laughs> right. Uh, but the guy set out to kind of come up with a slightly more practical and yeah. less let's, lethal alternative. Let's try to be safe here. Just yeah, yeah, a little. Yeah. We know we're punching each other in the face and kicking yeah. each other, but let's be safe about it. Um, but I don't see, you know, it's funny. I don't know if it was, I want to say the Octagon, I really feel like the Octagon, there was a movie called the Octagon, which was about oh, martial right. arts. I think it's a Chuck Norris movie. That's precisely Um movie. But that's fine. Um, up. Yeah, I have Get to. <laughs> hey, if I'm going on this deep dive, everyone listening to the podcast is coming into it. It is a Chuck Norris movie. Okay, Look fair at enough. That. <laughs> it's available on Prime Video, you guys, in case that's something you want to say. But I, I want to say that the whole, the whole like eight sided thing has to have something to do with Japan, Kung Fu. Of no, course, China. Oh, okay. Well, China. okay, fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. So that's that's my guess. All right. Um, because like when you see things like the I Ching and the Bagua, they are the eight sided. They're eight sided. Right. They have certain um, characters that represent other things. Um, I am woefully um, prepared for this. <laughs> woefully out of practice from when I learned things in Tai Chi that I used to know what the eight oh, I things were, and this, I and I'm, I'm having a friggin' clue in I have no shot at all. Yeah, no. <laughs> all right, so let's get back to our monster minute. Go ahead. Uh, for Black King. Okay. Does it have a monster minute on the other guy? Sure. Okay. Black King first. Go. Yeah. Uh, height and weight are unknown. All right, fair enough. Um, Black King is one of the opponents. Jack fights in Alien City. Uh, Jack states that some time ago, Ultraman killed Black King's friend, which is why Black King really does not like Shinjiro. Okay, fair enough. After overhearing that he is the new Ultraman, Black King tries to choke him, but stops when Dan Moriboshi scares him off. Yeah, please. But uh, anyway. Which is funny, when you yeah. consider, like, Dan Moriboshi's a guy in a suit. <laughs> and I don't mean a suit, I mean a suit. Just an actual yeah. piece suit. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. Um, his only power is brute strength. Yes, which he shows he has. This is in, somebody up by one hand. Fair. Yeah, he does the Darth Vader. Yes. Yes. Which, if you think about it, is pretty horrible. Like, that's got to be... Although, I bet it opens up your spine nicely. In no. a chiropractic way. No. <laughs> Just, oh. You know, much more... I mean, I I can't breathe. Can't breathe, I but feel, my back feels fantastic. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I'm getting that dark tunnel vision of no oxygen to the brain, but... Whew, my back's good now. My back feels fantastic. <laughs> oh, my sciatic feels great. Um, but, yeah, he does appear further... Okay, fair enough. So we're going to see more of Black King. I'm good then. I'm good. Now, do we have anything on Jack at all? Or not really? Yeah. Yeah. Alien Igaru is our other monster. Okay. An alien living on Earth. Um, Did say he was born on Earth, but that's fine. He is a disturbed fan of Reina Sayama. Okay. And possibly connected to a series of murders. Uh, no, I think that's the four-eyed alien. Yeah. I thought you were going on the other, the actual informant. 
No, no, no. Oh, okay. You're going no, on no. the floor right guy. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Um, I, there are some things here I do not want to discuss. No, we can't. Um, we'll get to them. His powers are durability. He was hit by a car and only knocked out for a short period short of time. time. Right. Um, and speed. Yes, he is very, very fast. very fast. And he can jump decently well because he jumped from the second floor where the two semi-humans had to at least hang down and fall. He jumped. Right. So in one second. Something. How do I pause this? I, I think it's the red button. I don't remember. He's getting out now. So, background noise. Yeah, background exactly. Noise. People got to put up with the background noise. Um, but yeah, so uh, yeah, there's other things in here that I'm not going to reveal. If you don't want any spoilers, guys, if you haven't watched, uh, if you're not watching along with us, which I understand is spotty at best. Um, oh, <laughs> I said, uh, <laughs> um, I'm sure a lot of you have gone through the whole bloody thing already. Yeah, it's fine. Um, there are things that are, are revealed that I'm not time. revealing. Yes. Um, and uh, let's talk about Jack. Uh, Jack is a strange, unique human, lives with an alien city, and is an informer. He's 32. His home world is Earth. Um, let's hit the anime button here. Because they do, they, do the, they do the... They split it up. Oh, I got you. Anime okay. and... Uh, the regular. His family is unknown... Uh, he's a client of Dan Moroboshi's. A client? Okay. Well, he's an informant. Yeah, informant, okay. Uh, let's see. Um, no, no, no. He is a human born and raised in Alien City. Okay. Ah. That sort of explains it, I guess. Okay, fair enough. So, um... Ooh. Uh-oh. Yeah, I just He's found something, something out that I cannot get into, <laughs> but it's going to make you very happy. Okay. Okay. Uh, he's uh, 188 centimeters tall, 116 kilos. Okay. Um, he is clearly a great above normal human fighters as he won a boxing match with Red King. Right. Um, with no visible injuries. He is an information broker and knows how to get information, particularly okay. information that involves aliens and their criminal activity. He has a knowledge of alien languages, as expected as a person of a person living in the alien city. Which makes sense. Yes. Um, actually, in the origin, in, uh, in um, that fight in the manga takes place between him and Red King. Oh. So some sort of variation of Corn Godzilla. I gotcha. I gotcha. Fair yeah, enough. Yeah. Like I said, when we do actually get to the end of this series, I will then go back and read the manga because it's a lot. Is it, you said it's many, uh, many, pages. many, 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 many books. I think uh, they're up to, I think they're up to volume nine. Oh, good God. And they're, All right. Whatever. Okay. They're thick. Uh, well, <laughs> the mangas that I have read have been quick and easy reads because they're just basically comic books. They're thick comic books. Yeah. So they read easily oh, yeah. and quickly. So that even nine volumes won't be terrible. I see exactly. Well, I'm sorry, so sorry. God, that snuck up on me. <laughs> um, how many volumes are there at this point? Discography? Will that get me where I want to be? No, there's actually there's actually music to accompany the manga released in Japan. Okay, sure. Japan, we salute you for figuring out how to make a buck. Yeah, sure. Let me tell you. Sure. Um, but let's see here. Uh, there are... Manga, 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 manga. Okay, um, eight, thirteen volumes. Thirteen volumes. Yeah. Fair enough. 
Fair now, enough. how many of those have been translated? That would be very important. Twelve. That's not terrible. It no. takes a little time. No. And some of them come with figures. If you actually were to buy them. Yeah. If I'm you going to in, borrow them from the library. In Japan. Yeah. Well, let you take it home. you got to bring the figure back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to play with this out in the backyard for a couple of days. Please, I'll bring it back. Don't worry. Don't worry. Yeah, you get uh, the first one was volume five. Came with a soft final figure of Shinjiro's Ultraman suit. Okay, fair enough. Oh, and I can't give away the rest. So that's fine. That's fine. No, I'm that's not going to give away no spoilers. <laughs> not going to do it. Not going to do it. Fair not going to do it. Fair enough. Anyway, um, I guess that's it for this episode. Seems like it. Yeah, Seems sounds like good it. to me. So rate, review, subscribe. Five right. stars. We like it. We do. It's nice stuff. Uh, CaseyKittle.com, C A S E Y K I T T E L. For your podcast editing and production needs. Yes. Um, he's looking for new clients. Okay. So be his new client. Yes. Yes. Make your podcast sound as good as it can be. And guess what, guys? You don't need anything fancy. You don't even need... We record on this fairly low-tech Olympus handheld stereo recorder. Yes. All you need is an iPhone. Yeah, because we did one. We did the Jeff Gomez yeah. interview on iPhone, right? And he tra- he changed it so it sounds decent. Yeah, you know, so yeah, it sounded really good. Good job, Casey. Yeah, he can do removal of ums and ahs. I mean, not for this podcast. Not this podcast. Let's but <laughs> our ums and ahs. Don't use this as an example, for <laughs> God's sakes. Um, but yeah, he'll remove your ums and ahs, long pauses. Uh, Various, yeah, sundry. You know, he'll, he'll, if you have up. repetition, you want to get rid of swears, you want to beep stuff, you want to do whatever you want to do. Uh, talk to him; he's got a reasonable fee. He just does consulting. If you want to know what kind of equipment you want to buy, if you're setting up a home studio, all that he's stuff, able to tell you. he's the man. He knows right. what he's doing. Fair enough. Lots of lots of experience. So, anyway, on behalf of the Science Patrol, I am Rich Conroy. Ah, uh, Pat Rooney. <laughs> Sally Port, everybody. Take care. That was very jolly. <laughs> Take care. Music for this podcast was provided by Terminal Sunburn. TerminalSunburn.bandcamp.com. Contact the Science Patrol on Twitter at Ultraman Podcast. Our email address is UltramanPodcast at gmail.com. We're also on Facebook. Search Science Patrol or Ultraman Podcast and we'll add you. The Science Patrol is available on iTunes at UltramanPodcast.com and wherever you get your podcasts. Please make sure you subscribe and tell your friends. I'm Barbara Rossi. The Science Patrol is a Faces for Radio production.